Hi, welcome back to the Gopher Guys. This is James DePoint. I'm joined by my good buddy here, Pete Carlson. The show is brought to you once again by Rock Solid Financials. Reach out to them with all your tax, bookkeeping, and accounting needs. You can find them on the World Wide Web at rocksolidfinancials.com. All right, Pete, we are back. We are here to talk Gopher Hoops today. A uh, lot going on, plenty to cover. So let's let's jump right into it. Are you, you all ready for... I'm ready to roll. You yeah, ready to roll? Do it. All right, cool. Exciting stuff. Basketball season. Football's kind of moved on a little bit. Yes. It's all basketball to a certain extent. I'm excited for it. We, we will, however, get into football talk. That'll be for another day. Tune in later uh, later this week. But for now, uh, let's talk hoop. So let's jump into it. Uh, we played North Dakota beat up on them that's not too much to take away let's let's focus on our last two DePaul and Clemson um two totally different games uh for many different reasons that we'll go into but give me your thoughts on what you saw with DePaul first DePaul good basketball team I mean 8 and 0 after 8 and 0 by the way I mean so good basketball team but it was a home game and disappointing result i mean they fought back and really got themselves into the game and got had a chance uh but you know really just in the end couldn't make it happen against a team that looked better than our team really most of the most of the yep. game so yep i mean what do you think about that one um well one and this will just be picking a scab for the entire broadcast here but marcus Carr looks so exposed there it it was so uncomfortable to watch i mean that charlie moore who you know he's a stud he was a 2016 Mm -hmm. illinois you know mr mr basketball i get it he's good but he made marcus Carr look like a a child i mean he literally made him look like a child i mean he did whatever he wanted to him and every time he did he came back down the court smiling like he knew he could Mm -hmm. right so not only was it was car terrible on the offensive end. It was two and nine with four points and three rebounds. He had on defensive end. He had Charlie Moore scored twenty one points on him. So that's you know seventeen points in the negative uh, when he was pr- the primary defender on him. So um, that was simply hard to watch. But to your point, we still with. 10 seconds left, we still had a chance to tie the game when I thought the whole game we yeah. were being dominated yeah. the the entire game. Um, but we still had a chance to win it at the end, but we we uh, couldn't make it work. If 19 for 30 from free throw. The free throw line. Art. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, Art. I mean, worst, again, worst free throw shooting team in the Big Ten. Like, dead last. Yes. 14 teams, we are dead last at 60% free throw shooting. Yeah. How on earth is that going to work long term? Exactly. 24% from three. I mean, they... If your name wasn't Daniel Turu, you were terrible that game. And, Correct. You know Turu did his best to keep us in the game, and we we had a shot. Yep. Um, but you know, my goodness, they just look out of sync. Um, yep. And and Marcus Carr, I agree with you, was just beyond awful. Yep. And number eleven was a, was a stud more, but uh, he. You know, sometimes Carm like just if you're if it's not working where you're doing all your fancy stuff, just. Don't be too cute and get around yes. him. I mean, it's just beyond awful to watch. And I I was at that game, and I was uh, one thought I had, too, is we have no leadership on the floor, in my opinion. No. We're, we're, we're no. back to one of those, you know, this is going to be our fourth loss uh, to a team that we, you know, was actually a game that meant something. Yep. And they battled back, and but they just have no... No one to go to to provide leadership on the court again, which seems to be a constant problem with Patino teams, I think. Yeah. And 
the two, the, really what's funny when you're there, they have a hype video, right? They get you all hyped up. Okay. And guess who number one is that come on the screen? Do I want to know who this is? I, th- I thought maybe. So it's a it's a hype video. It's like you know one of those things like oh let's go go for fans let's go oh yeah right yeah. You know, so the first football. okay yeah. yeah so the, the first, first person we, we see... started off with Alihan Demir. No, it wasn't. It was. Was it really? It was no joke. And it's everything you would expect a Alihan Demir hype video to be, which is uninspiring. Okay, number it, two hype. Yeah, let that sink in. I'm letting it sink in. Number two hype video, because just because this is the close game and we have a chance to yeah. win this. Besides all this bad play or yeah, yeah. the game at the end, number two hype video, we go with Michael Hurt. Was the number? Was the second guy? Second hype video. I the mean, two most non-hype guys ever. Yeah, I mean, in the last fifteen years, probably. Probably, and you know, just but I just thought of this character of this team. I mean, Gabe's not going to do anything. Aturo shows a lot of emotion, maybe, but. I, I don't. Patino, I think, poo-poos that. I think that's super important when you're playing the barn in a meaningful game to get the crowd into it. And Omer is maybe the only guy that can do it, but he follows one foul per minute. Yes. So you're never going to see him. Correct. I just thought, man, this is just a lifeless team. And and Carr shows a little fire. We'll talk about Clemson. I think he got showed a little bit of that potential last night, Monday night. But that was my biggest frustration is I think it's an emotional game, college basketball. And it's just a... Patino, I don't know, it probably starts with Patino, but it's also the players he recruits. He just thinks that leadership stuff is a bunch of uh, fluff, but it's not. Yep. Yep. And the crowd there needs a little encouragement, and yep. Patino tries to get him up into it, but that could be the difference in some of these games, I yep. think. Oh, I, so, I totally agree. If you're a fan, I, right, yes. and, and this kind of gets into my notes yeah. Uh, later with who you know who's to blame with our four and four start, which, which we'll get to, and we'll gather your thoughts as well. But as a fan... When you're watching them, who who can you get like f- where you really feel their passion, like mm-hmm. where you really feel their enthusiasm yeah. and their love for the game? Like, is there a guy? Is there a guy on the roster where you go like, "Gosh, I really get excited just watching." I can feel the energy that he's pouring out. Is there anyone on that roster that you can say like, "Oh man, I, that just that guy just really I can feel his energy." Anyone on that roster? Uh, no. No, Maybe right? Not. I mean, Maybe. I like guys. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I like guys on this roster. Yeah. But there is not one of them. And you can maybe see Daniel Oturo sometimes when he gets an and one. He does the classic, like, pull his head back and rah, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, occasionally. But yeah. there is no one on this roster that has any passion, right? So, I agree. Um, it, yeah. And it, you need it, a little extra. I mean, I, some of them, I think, play with passion. You don't want, not everyone's going to be emotional. And, correct. And you don't want And they that, don't need to be overly. I'm not saying I, that. But you're you're right. I mean, you need a little emotion to get the crowd into it and get everyone to feed off each other. And I saw that a little bit more on Marcus Carr on in the Clemson game. Uh, but, yeah, Peyton Willis, no. Gabe, no. I mean, Omersa dunks are really the only thing in alley-oops that get everyone up. Yes. Um, in the barn. But that's I, it. That plays big in the Big Ten. So, yep. yeah, that's it. You're right. And that, and if they show emotion, Patino's probably going to yell at them it, and mock them. I know. Because will probably at, go to the press conference and make yeah. fun of them. Yeah. Actually, to your yes. point, yeah. when – Remember last year when Gabe was yeah. lost his mind, he was on fire. He had, I forget what he had. He had seven, eight Five. threes yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. He was seven for nine, something like that. And he started doing that guitar thing, you yeah. know, the air guitar as he was going down, going yes. down the uh, the court. And um, so Patino, when asked in the press conference afterwards, and mind you, Gabe is sitting right next to him. They said to Patino, hey, what do you think about that? And Patino's reaction, his mm-hmm. response to him in front of, you know, the whole – 
press conference, he said, yeah, act like you've been there before. Yeah. It's like, I what? Know. I know. Your guy just Plus went seven for nine from three point, and you're going to throw him under the bus? So then you look at Gabe's face, and he's like, now he feels like an idiot, right? Yeah. When he shouldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a 19-year-old kid, 18, 19-year-old kid at that point as a yeah. freshman. He, he's just having fun, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. he was in a zone, and he was feeling it, and he was showing a little emotion. He was expressing it. He wasn't totally hot-dogging or being a jerk or no. being disgraceful or disrespectful. He was just expressing emotion, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a coach that is, you know, poo-pooing that all the time, we're going to have robots, like is what we're seeing out there. It's, it's a gut, I don't want to say gutless, but it's a passionless team we have out there, yeah. which as you said, as the season drags on, it's a long season, long big 10 season. Uh, it needs to be fueled by some emotion. There's going to be games where we need to just go on steam and whatever else. And that worries me more than anything I see on paper is that. Yeah. Cause you get, I mean, you're going to get some more calls in your home court. That's why yep. it's so hard to win on the road. So you yep. need that. And it's funny because I, I agree with everything you said there. And like, but if you watch Patino all game, he's about the most emotional person ever. I mean, yes. he looks his, he needs to go to a body language expert. Yes. That's they have these people, I believe. Absolutely. And what they do with his facial expressions, <laughs> you, I want to just smack him every time I see him on the, yep. the sideline. Yep. Cause he kind of pouts. He has these facial expressions. I don't know. He probably doesn't even know he's doing them, yep. but then he gets on his team for, the for same showing thing. emotion. And I'm like, you're the one that every time there's a bad move and it's like Gabe who makes his first mistake, he just flips out. Yeah. And he has this and then Marcus Carr or some of his players that he I think he likes their demeanor and their approach, which is Which fine. is which is nothing. It's nothing. Then he they'll throw it away and it's like, oh whatever. I mean, I really think he kinda rags on the wrong people. Yeah. And they need a little bit more of that and he kinda gets on those people. So Yep. Yeah, that's probably why you have the team you have. Yeah, no, very, so, very, so. very true. And, and we're we're probably skipping mm-hmm. down a, a little bit, which we're obviously uh, hot to trot on in our yep. um, next little bit here. But let's let's go into Clemson. We'll move on from – so anyway, we had the chance to win. Shot gets blocked by um, Reed, their, their stud from DePaul, blocks Gabe's what would be game-tying three uh, that would have sent that into overtime. But we didn't – in my opinion, deserved to win that game regardless. So I watched Patino after that shot, by the way, and yep. he was like, he's teaching Gabe the pump fake, like it was Gabe's fault. I'm like, isn't that the coach's fault when you draw? Draw, but he drew up the play. We had a timeout for crying out loud. Yes, right? and then when it didn't go as expected, did she get on the person that was shooting it, or did she draw a better play? Yeah, because that was not that had, didn't have a prayer from the start. In my no, opinion. no, he he the way he had it set up, those guys were way too close to one another. So help mm-hmm. defense was able to come over and. Make an easy, yeah. It, yeah. I put that one on Patino. Um, anyway, so we move on. Uh, we play Clemson. Keep in mind they only have eight scholarship players on Clemson, so they were a or five and two team coming in. Not exactly sure all the depth of who they played and who they didn't play, but still only eight scholarship players. Uh, so not the what you know, not the mm-hmm. greatest greatest team ever. But uh, we did dominate them, seventy eight sixty. Thoughts on that one? Obviously, much different yeah. than DePaul. That's the template right there. I saw the template of how this team can uh, be good. Yep. Um, Marcus Carr, where have you been all season? Absolutely loved his performance. Um, amazing. 36 minutes, 24 points, 9 assists. The six, whole deal. 6 of 7 from free throw line. Hey. Finally learned how to shoot a free throw. That's right. And he netted all of them. All of them yes. were swishes, which then, was awesome. And So I think the, the first few games, I'm hoping those – 
maybe that was the rough patch he will have all year. So the good news is, the bad news is, is he probably cost us a couple games um, by how bad he's been playing. The good news is, is that Marcus Carr last night is a team that could get us to where we want to be in the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament. Yep. Follow trouble again. Yeah. I mean, so we absolutely demolished Clemson because we shot well. We took good shots. I thought they moved the ball really well. But follow trouble once again. Yep. And depth is a huge issue. And, and I mean, Peyton Willis had 24 minutes. Gabe had 26 minutes. Atura had 25. They were all – Willis was not in follow trouble, but Gabe and Daniel uh, were in follow trouble. So uh, Patino threw some different people off the bench, which was yep. – Interesting. Trey Williams didn't get as much time. Isaiah Enan barely got any time. Yep. Um, so, great game by the team. You know, Carr, Arturo, and Gabe led the way. Great shooting, great passing, little turnovers, only eight turnovers. Um, great defense. Um, the depth is still a problem, though. Yeah. And, and, but the, the win that by that much, being in foul trouble was encouraging for me. Yes, I agree. Um as you said, Mar- Marcus Carr, obviously, he, he made the game. That's, that's you know, with nine assists, 24 points. Um, if we could have him like that, and play, obviously he's not going to have a game like this every game. I, I get it. But if he could play around this level, we could do some good things, right? Yeah. Uh, but the thing that drives me absolutely bonkers, and you started to allude to it, is we cannot play defense without falling. Mm-hmm. And it, it boggles my mind how we do, and I don't know if that's Patino's fault. I don't know if it's just bad habits. I don't know what it is. But for Oturu, he only had 25 minutes. The only reason he had 25 minutes is because he was in foul trouble the whole darn yep. game, right? Mm-hmm. Gabe had four fouls, so he only yeah, got 26 that's... minutes, mm-hmm. and those were some dumb fouls. Yep. Omersa only played 12 minutes, but somehow found a way to get four fouls as well. So that trio... <laughs> that's they, a good game for him, by the oh way. Oh, my probably. gosh. They had, so they had... Four fouls each, right? Even Carr had three, which you know, I, I get isn't isn't four or didn't fall out, but even he, he gets dumb fouls as well. So I don't know if that's a Patino thing. I don't know if it's like I said bad habits, but they need to get that figured out because um, as the Big Ten gets more physical, they're gonna have they're gonna get some of those cheap fouls that are unintended just because you're slamming bodies around, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to get that figured out. Um, but I did like Oturo. I mean, he went 9-11 from field goals. He was an absolute stud. Um, mm-hmm. Fun to watch there. Gabe finally got his stroke, 4-7 um, from the field, 3-5 from three points. So that was that was fun to see. I still don't understand. I, I still I, – I, I do not get – I mean, we have Alejandro Demir. If you check your stat sheet here, I'm sorry. I keep coming back to it. He had 35 minutes, Pete. He had 35 minutes, okay? I mean, that is that is a lot of minutes. And with that, he got three points, okay? No steals, no blocks, one assist, six rebounds. Six rebounds, baby. That's six, not bad. Six rebounds. So I still wonder why is he out there for 35 minutes, Right. Well, yes. <laughs> right. I it's mean, just... but we have this Isaiah Enan, who's supposed to be our four-star rookie. He had three minutes. I know. Three minutes. How does he? Is he? Is he just not the guy? I mean, d- did the recruiters just think he was way better than what he is, or did he have too much hype? Why does he only have three minutes? Is he just not that good? I don't think he's that good, personally. Well, that's, you that's could be me. right. You could be I, right. I really do. Honestly, Which I really mean, don't think he is that good. Yeah, I, you might be right. I haven't seen enough. Um, yeah. But my goodness, that those four freshmen, 
all are not contributing that Tra- much. Trey, Trey Williams, eight minutes. Yep, and he looks like the one that could maybe do it, but he's kind of pressing. He looks like he's in the Patino doghouse to me. Yeah, it's kind of something's going on there. And then, uh, but Demir plays thirty five minutes because who else are you going to play again? I mean, you had Oturu in foul trouble. You had Omersa in foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to play him now. You're right. He's not producing a lot, but he had a, you know, if he can have zero turnovers all game, not four shots. So at least last night he was one for three from the field, six rebounds, um, one assist, zero turnovers. So yep. I know what you're going to say that's, is that really a productive day for him? Yes. If I don't have to talk about him, that's a productive day. That's probably true. So if he can facilitate and pass and work off Daniel Tour a little bit, I'm okay with that, but I just don't have that high of expectations for him. I think his, his ceiling is not that high. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, him being a disaster at turning the ball over and just thinking he's Michael Jordan shooting, you know, going down the lane trying to shoot, like, spin shots. Yes. At least he didn't do that. So he played with it himself. But you're right. I mean, Freeman they brought in, he looks very unimpressive. Yep. Isaiah Enan barely touched the floor. I thought he was the best-looking guy in terms of maybe some potential. Yep. But – Obviously, Patino doesn't trust him. No. So, no. I'm not sure. I mean, thankfully, it's a, a blowout win. But you know very well that all these things we're mentioning, if if the top three or four guys didn't play as good as they did, yep. we'd have big problems. Yep. This was the one game that it was a distinctive fact that we really miss Eric Curry. Yeah. You know I mean, for him, mm-hmm. you know, when we get in foul trouble uh, and – Otur has to go out. We don't have a guy down low that can score, right? So we happen to be shooting really well from the outside, but let's let's put this combination together because there's going to be nice that we obviously can't shoot the three. So let's use this combination. Otur is in foul trouble, or you know he gets two quick ones, which is very reasonable in the in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, in the right. Big it's Ten, go quick off, ones where they yeah. don't want the third one before yeah. halftime, whatever. Okay, so Otur is out for ten minutes. The last ten minutes, of the first half. And we're on a cold night shooting, okay? Where are we going to get points from then? Yeah. We, we can't get points down low because who else is going to score down low? I don't see anyone on my list unless unless we have a transfer midseason, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if we're not shooting from three, which we're very streaky, that's our biggest problem. So we are so pigeonholed to Marcus Carr. You have to be a stud or at least really close to a stud every single night. And Oturo's got to stay out of foul trouble. He just has to. He's mm-hmm. got to stop with all the dumb fouls that are outside the three-point arc. Just stay away from that business. Yeah. Let it, let your guy shoot a three who is not a three-point shooter anyway. Stop playing around out there and just play defense without fouling. It, it boggles my mind how we keep yeah. struggling and, with that. And I'm, I'm not going to complain about the refs, but I'm going to complain about the refs last night. I mean, that's not something that's usually a factor. But last night... Uh, they still need. It's been a consistent theme, but they got a couple bad calls that put them in trouble, like that were just awful yeah. calls. But I mean, the first half especially. But they got to be smarter than that, and they can't put themselves into the position where that third one that they miss is a big deal. Yeah. Um. So and I just want to mention Michael Hurt's performance last night. I was afraid you'd say that because. <laughs> because you know, sixteen minutes, two for three. He drained a three, two rebounds. You know. Yeah, kind of like Michael's performance last wait, night. Wait, so wait, so and, you're excited and, about? Did you just did you just cite his two rebounds as like? Well, 
as like a he, positive? I, I think he went up there and it was like a two-hand slap kind of rebound. No, I think he no. screamed after it. And he it stumbled, He tripped into the ball and yeah. and it landed in his hands. That's what that's what happened. One more thing I'd like to point out about Michael Hurt's oh, performance. Dear. All right, yeah, go ahead. Michael Hurt, you know when he actually drew a flop call? Because I think... <laughs> that should have like, been an offensive foul. Right? Well, no, no. I, I think that's the advantage. I think people are like... If you're guarding Michael Hurt and you're like falling down, like no way he knocked you over. So maybe that's an advantage of Michael Hurt. He did a little spin move and the guy kind of flopped. He's so unath- he's so unathletic well, that that, that just, it deceives the ref. Exactly. Is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm just you know looking for some positives out of well, our senior. So well, you know I'm no. stretching there, but I thought that was kind of humorous when they got him for a uh, his defender for a flop call and he ended up making that shot. So yes, um, no. Let, last last point to make on. Clemson, unless you got something else before we move on to the next next thing here. This on the good and the bad of this, we played really well against Clemson, right? We we showed what we could do, right? Yeah. The downside of this, I think this is like our ceiling. I really do. Like Mm. uh, I I think we we shot the ball well. I mean we shot thirty six point four. So I mean Yeah. That that's Pretty darn good, right? Mm-hmm. Free throws, we finally made free throws. 73.7% free throws. Okay, that was good, Hey-o. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Carr played out of his mind, okay? Oturu, even though he was in foul trouble, he was 9 of 11, okay? 21 points. I Gabe shot the ball really well. This may be our ceiling, unfortunately. And our ceiling is beating a Clemson team. We did win by 18, so don't get me wrong. But I don't know... If beating a Clemson team by 18 is going to compare to beating the Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, Ohio State, you name it, crowd. Sure. That's my fear. I don't know how, how impressed how, how impressive was this win to you? It was impressive, but um, I think if you didn't have as much foul trouble, the ceiling could have been a little higher. I'll agree with that. Um, I think this team, that team uh, against Clemson could win a lot of games. But I, I get your concerns that it's... Uh, it might not get any better than that, but if you can get those the fifth guy being uh, the top four guys and a fifth guy out there thirty five minutes and they play like that, you can win a lot of ball games. But it's one injury away, it's one foul trouble away from disaster. Absolutely. So yeah, I, and we you know, we didn't even mention that we yeah. have one injury. Yeah. Marcus Carr, if you're if you're watching at the end, yeah. he he pulled uh, pulled his calf mm-hmm. going up to celebrate uh, Radoy's. Um, uh, three pointer. Oh, yeah. and they had he was in the press oh, conference oh, saying yeah. that that he he pulled pulled his calf from it. I mean, so let, he's fine now. He's fine. He said it was a cramp, but Marcus Carr is out. I mean, ju- just like that, theoretically. Oh. Now what? You know what I mean? Like we are one injury away from going from wherever we're at, and we could debate that all day long. But we're one injury away of being really. Yeah. Really bad. Yep. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. don't even tell me if Oturo gets hurt. We're not even going to have. We're not even going to have that discussion. Um, but moving on, let's let's talk about who's to blame. And you know we're four and four. We're not zero and eight. Okay, so I'm. You know this. The world is not falling um, beneath us or above us. So it's it is what it is. We're four and four to enter the Big Ten play. Who is to blame though for a four and four start? We you know we haven't played Duke by any means. We've played good competition, but mm-hmm. we are four and four. Who is to blame for us being four and four? 
Or, or is it, or is four and four, is this acceptable in your eyes? I know, I know, I know you said this, well, you know, it was a successful season. If you're listening in on podcast yeah, yeah, one, you know, being a lifetime, is, is this a successful fan. start? Yeah. Four and four. Maybe, maybe I should start with that. Is this successful for you? It, potentially, you know, as a maroon and gold guy, my whole life, I've, I've had many coping me- mechanisms, a defense mechanism that's developed within me. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy with four and four though. You're not no. happy with I'd probably be happy with five and three. Oh, jeez. Like, I, I wanted two of the four tough ones. Okay. So they had a tough non-conference. We'll see how long, how tough that is as the season goes on. They won the three cupcakes, right? I think the reason for the four and four start and not the six and two or five and three start. Yep. Which would both be a, a good enough start for me. Yep. Um, Marcus Carr, the offense goes as Marcus Carr goes. Yep. That's how Patino's built this team, I think. And he's been awful except Clemson. Yep. I've been holding back my critique. Because I thought he'd be more special, but he's been awful. Yeah. Uh, foul trouble. It's too thin of a bench. The yeah. lack of bench is troubling. I did not yeah. see that coming in. Uh, free throws. as lost. I think losses at least one game, maybe two. Yeah. And the lack of an emotional leader, my yeah. favorite uh, thing to pick on, is those are the reasons I think we're at 4-4 four and four instead of a 6-2 and two or 7-1. and one. Okay. I, I think you win a lot more games if you if you do two of those four or five points. Yeah. Better, you don't have to be yeah. great, but but what one of those is to blame though? Like I, I'm saying, what whether it's a person or more specifically, who is obviously there's a ton of stuff that they could do, but who yeah. is who is the one to blame though? Or Coach? do you want me? Or do you well, want me? Why, to why don't you? Or, I might steal you, your thunder. You, I might oh, steal your thunder. So why don't you? There's do only that? one answer to this question. Coach Patino, right? He's the one that assembled yeah. this team, right? He assembled sure. a team with no hard passion or enthusiasm. Like how do you assemble a whole team? Where there's no enthusiasm. Like mm-hmm. I would love, I would love to attend one of his practices and just yeah. see like, okay, are his practices at least fun? Like no. Because I mean I, I've I've heard from Gopher Insiders if you go to Fleck comp uh, uh Fleck practice versus a Patino practice, yeah. it's everything you would think. Really? One's efficient, one's disciplined, one's energetic, and one's builds, which would be Fleck, and one's like an old guy in a 36, 38 year old body screaming at kids. Really, and I've heard that. I mean, yep. not, I mean, I've seen it once for myself, but yep. I think you're right. I think that's kind of what what you see on the court is kind of what's going on in terms of the practice. Yeah, and and so if that's so him, that's right? Him. Whether he's assembled, whether it's so maybe maybe it's these kids actually are. I mean, they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kids. You'd think they've been playing basketball long enough that you can bring the passion out of them. So even if they're a you know an introvert or they're quiet by nature. A good coach should be able to bring yeah. out some energy, bring out some heart, some passion, some enthusiasm out of them, where I think this 100% falls on Patino in the sense that they should be getting excited for this stuff. This is the first yeah. eight games of the year. They should be excited to be playing basketball because they, they're practicing all year round for it. It's mm-hmm. finally basketball season, but no one looks excited on the court. Right. Yeah. And Patino doesn't look like he's having too much fun either. Right. Even no. when, even and I get it. College coaches they have so much stress. I get it. They're not going to be smiling and they're not going to whatever. But I don't see anything out of him either. You know, a yeah. pump of the fist or anything, a high fiving guys slapping on the butts. Nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think this falls on him and until Patino decides he needs to man up and change his ways and maybe adopt some of the fleck isms yeah. if you yeah. will um i think this could be an ongoing 
problem no matter who we get in the door, right? It doesn't matter what recruit we get in the door. I think this could be one of those things. So I'm not saying we need to fire Patino today. That's I'm not I'm I not there I'm not there yet, but I'd be lying to say that I'm not there's starting some, to yeah. fairy tale off into those thoughts. There's concerning trends that don't seem to be getting any right better direction. getting any better at all. Yeah. So um very good. Let's let's get into um Predictions for Big Ten overall record. So we we start uh, this Monday, December 9th, 7 p.m. We're at Iowa. It's on Big Ten Network, so everyone we should be able to see every game from here on out, whether it's on Big Ten Network or ESPN. Um, we play 20 games, 20 Big Ten games, which is crazy. So we see every team twice, I believe. Um, that show. Oh no, no, no! We do, no, everyone, excuse me. Not everyone twice. We play. Half. We play everyone once, and then about uh, half the schedule uh, twice. So, uh, what do you see as our after twenty games, and after seeing the eight nine conference games that you saw? What is our Big Ten record at the end of the season here? I'm going nine and eleven today. Nine and eleven. Okay. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Shot in the dark. No, I'm kidding. You, <laughs> yeah. some just, you want justification? I, just give me a quick justification. Yeah, nine, you know, 9-11, you yeah. uh, because I think that might be optimistic, too. Yeah. Um, I think, this, oh, man, what we've seen so far, it's a wide range, but i got to land on something. I'm going 9-11 and 11 because I think they'll be about 8th or ninth in the Big Ten. I think that probably puts them right around and there. And is that a successful season? Just, just to get what that did on I record. say in the preview? Podcast? You said seventh. Kids. You said we finished seventh last year, and you told me square in the eyes that that was a successful season. I did do that. You did say that. That's on. People can go turn back to on. It's yeah, on. Spot, we weren't on it. iTunes then, so yeah. maybe not as many people heard. It's true, but it was on Spotify. I think that's a hot take. That's going to just be there forever. Oh, it's going to be there because you're going to see this season. You're going to be like, "Yep, seventh was a pretty good season." So I, I mean, I, it could get pretty ugly. The depth. You know, I think we'll go into some reasons why we make the tourney, why we don't yep, make the tourney yeah. next. So I don't want to get too much. Okay. But I'm kind of seeing him as I hope they surprise me. I'm kind of I'm at nine and eleven right okay. now. If I had to put a number on it, but it's kind of the same range I said in the preview podcast, which yep. is I think I think I said a great season would be fourth or fourth through six. Yep. Seventh through ninth would be an average. Yep. And ten through twelve would be a bad season. Yep. And I could see how we could end up in that ten and twelve. Yep. Ten through twelve spot. I have us at eight and twelve for eight the 12? Big Ten. Okay. So yeah, no, go ahead, write it down. So I'm a little bit more optimistic. You're a little bit more optimistic. Which game. which makes sense. You yeah. usually are a little more optimistic. Usually it's a couple games. Though. I'm I'm what they call a realist. My my uh, wife yeah, sometimes says a pessimist. I would like to call myself a realist with it. I think eight and twelve. You have is to guard fair. your heart there. I, yeah. I guard my heart with it for sure, um, definitely. But no, I think eight and twelve is fair. If you look at the Big Ten and don't listen to any, my gosh, listen to some of those ESPN guys that just bash on the Big Ten. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Did Did you see an unranked uh, Michigan? What they did to their ACC North Carolina number six in the country? Yeah. They, Beat up on them. Then we went to Gonzaga. That's always overhyped. Mm-hmm. Beat up on them by 18. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me the Big Ten is down. Big Ten is a strong basketball school. Um, it's a s- strong basketball conference. Excuse me. Yep. Um, so I don't see us 
competing with those big hitters. Obviously, we normally wouldn't fare well with them anyway, but especially this year, mm-hmm. I think 8-12, and 12, that could even be we're an injury, a serious injury away from making that be, you know, 6-14. and 14. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it will get to that, but Ooh. I think 8-12 and 12 is, is fair. Um, but now you – the problem is now with our non-conference, let's do a little math here. If, if we – let's say 8-12 and 12 is what it is, mm-hmm. that puts us at – that puts us at 12-16 and 16 overall since we didn't do well in our non-conference. 12 and 16, do we get in the tournament at 12 and 16? No. Right? I mean, no. how, no. how do you right. get in the tournament at 12 and 16? Unless you make a really deep run in, in the, the Big, Big Ten, Ten tournament. Okay, because so, you're going four. Okay, you're going four. Four and four, and then we go eight and 12, so that's well, 12 you got and 16. Two more, you got two more non-conferences sandwiched in there. So it that's is true. interesting that we're talking about, I mean, only two more. They got uh, cupcakes, so to speak, Florida International. Yes. And then you got Oklahoma State. They're not ranked right now. Yep. But heck, Michigan was in the top 25, and now they're number four in the nation. Yeah, so you just never know. So you never know this early. I mean, Butler's in the top 25 right now, by the way, number 24. Yeah. So we'll see how these teams look as the year goes on. Um, but, though, but that's you, irrelevant because we lost you, all of them anyway. Let's say you go you know to I mean? Yeah, but let's, good point. Yeah. So so what, what good wins do we have, right? Clemson well, isn't going to light up the world. Correct. Right? So right now we don't have any signature wins by any means. Um, so if you go 2-0, though, and those, let's just hypothetically say we win our next two non-conference. Yes. So we're 6-4 and four before Big Ten record okay then you'd be so my prediction would have have us at 15 15 wins right yeah and let me do the math in the head that's hard 15 and 15 yeah right does that get you an attorney i don't know you have at 14 and 16 yeah 14 and 16 i mm-hmm. i mean just, I, unless unless you make a deep run like i said yeah. and when i say deep run i mean you need to get in the top four yeah two of the big 10 tournament to even be considered, I think, at, at that record, right? Because yeah. there's only so many teams that, that can get in, right? So yeah. um, hmm. we would have to have some big-time wins like we had last year that I think helped we beat Purdue twice, which was a highly ranked team, and that obviously helped our chances with a mediocre record. So I'm not saying it's not realistic, but give me one reason we do make the tournament and give me one reason we don't make the tournament okay. before we wrap things up All here. right, one reason I, I think – the reasons we make the tournament, you said one, but I'm gonna cheat a little bit here. Okay. Uh, the guard play. Okay. Uh, I I I expect Aturu just to be what he is right now yep. the rest of the year. So the, I think the guards getting him more touches, touch it, touches. Excuse me. Uh, being fluid and just running the offense effectively. Those three guys, Gabe, uh, Peyton, and Carr. I think Carr's the most important one. So really, how they go is that's if they play outstanding. We can make the tourney. Yep. And the second thing is we got to be healthy because we have no depth. Yep. Those are the two two main things that could get us. We have the talent to get to the tournament if those 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 four play lights out. Yep. And are outstanding all year, but that's a lot of eggs and yes, four players. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that's that's, a, that's, what that's you parlaying a lot of things yeah. that have to happen. Yep. Uh, I put on there, you know, Marcus Carr has to play out of his mind. I mean, there's I said that on the first podcast that. Our, our success runs through him. And if we've seen what our game looks like against DePaul when he plays terrible, we see what our game looks like in Clemson when he plays awesome, right? Mm-hmm. So he has to play out of his mind. When I say out of his mind, maybe not like he played at Clemson, but he's got to be 
pretty darn close, right? Yeah. If if we're gonna even even to go eight and twelve, I think he still has to play really well for us to even be eight and twelve. I really do mm-hmm. believe that. Um, one reason we don't make the NCAA tournament, I think, is for the same reason. I think it hinges on him. So if he continues to play average or below average, I don't see us making the tournament. I really don't. I, I don't think we have enough skill mm-hmm. around him to to subsidize for that. I don't think Oturu is going to be enough to be able to make. I mean, he puts up uh, DePaul. He had 19 points, 18 rebounds. How, what more do you want from a guy, right? And yeah. we still lose, right? Because mm-hmm. he can't do it by himself. He needs a guard to be a stud. And so that that's on that's on him. So yeah, yeah, and I, you're right. The other, the thing I had um, for the reason we don't make the tourney is depth and injuries. Yes, we're, we're doomed. Yes, um, and we're doomed because of the depth we started the season with, which Curry did not help, but it still was pretty bad. I think I think Patino expected uh, Isaiah Enan to give him something. Sam Freeman, Trey yep. Williams. I think we all uh, thought that, Alejandro right? Demir, he had, yeah, had I, I mean, what are the chances that all four of those yeah. aren't producing yep. anything? Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just bizarre. And it's seven new players coming together, and it's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, so you kind of forget that. And some of that's Patino's fault. Some of it isn't. Yeah. Carr should have been playing last year. Yeah. Got robbed there. Um, Curry injury hurts. Copy going to the NBA hurts. Yeah, and you're kind of scrambling to get Isaiah a bunch of Washington fresh not being able bust. to figure it out with him. Yeah, so you're really, uh, but that's got to put that on the coach. You got to get people to stay and be engaged and want to play for you. And yep. I think it's he'll blame it on someone else, but he probably should be looking in the mirror. I and thankfully he has Oturu, Gabe, and Omerso that wanted to come play at home, or else he'd be in real big trouble. That's right. So yeah. Um, very good. All right. Well, Big Ten opener, uh, Monday, December 9th, like I said, 7 p.m. at Iowa. Tune in there uh, on the Big Ten Network. We will be um, back with you later this week uh, to discuss the Wisconsin game and all Bull Talk related. Um, we'll, I, I'm going to need maybe another day to get over the Wisconsin yeah. thing. It could be a while, but before we do our next podcast, I will need another 24 hours to just get that <laughs> out of my system. And then I'll be in better spirits as we talk Bull talk. Anything else from you to wrap things up here? Nope, that's all. Very good. All right, go, go for Sky Mom. We'll see you next time.